Welcome to Prickly and Blooming, hosted by Jesse Browning and brought to you by LaJoy Society. At age 35, Jesse theoretically adored her life. She was a mama to four children and owned multiple businesses with her husband. But without an ability to cope or care for herself, an isolating darkness crept in. Through reckless self-care, therapy, and lots of candor, Jessie found her joy again. She has created La Joy Society to embolden others to do the same. Each week, we will meet a woman who has an authentic story to share. Undoubtedly, Jessie will be sharing her big heart, unusual life, and countless theories with you along the way. Now, here's Jessie. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and I have a guest with me today, and I'm so excited. Um, I hope you all are enjoying having some connections and some story time if you're at home and isolating, and maybe you're just getting into podcasts, or maybe you know, you're continuing on with your habit. This is a, such a great time to remember our, our stories and how like we're in a tough time right now and how this can br- bring out some beautiful things. And I, I love having this time to tell stories of hard times turning into beautiful things. Like while, like it's been such a great time to have this project because while something really crazy is going on, I'm diving into people's stories of like crazy times turning into wonderful things. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to recognize how timely I feel like this is. So with me today, I have Lina Foster. Hello, Lina. Hi, Jesse. Hi. So I usually have people start off with what I call like the baseball card stats of like, what is there to know about you before we start listening to your story? So what what would you like to share with everyone? <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me on today. And yes, what a wild time it is right now. Um, A little bit about me. Uh, I was born and raised in South Dakota, a little town of hot springs, right nestled in the Black Hills. I have a younger sister, um, 19 months younger. So grew up there and um, moved to Oregon from there. We were farmers and uh, we, we raised corn and, or raised hogs and grew corn <laughs> for the most part of my life. So uh, anyway, and uh, so when I was about oh, a junior in high school, we, we, we just like pulled up roots and moved um, to Portland or to, to Oregon. And uh, so I finished out my last two years of high school there, which was a blessing because growing up in a small town, it was like kind of a way to start afresh and uh um and then it was shortly after i graduated and uh i met my partner justin and uh still he we are we uh we're we're married we we got married um a very young age uh we were we met at 18 and 19 so um got married and had had two two boys shortly after so our oldest one is Logan, he's 27, and he's married um, to Sarah, and they live in Portland, Oregon. Anyway, and so uh, we just found out actually that we're going to be grandparents. <laughs> so that was an interesting thing. Oh, <laughs> cool. It's a nice light in a time of darkness right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then we have a younger son, Caden, and he's here in Austin. He's uh, an artist here. Yes, yeah, so I've been um, a wife and a mother, and uh, We've been in Austin for, oh goodness, it's been six years coming up here in August. And uh, so that's like, that's just such a short little 
snippet of my, my, my background. Um, but, uh, Anyway, my my transformation, my real real story, I guess, started when I was a child. But my transformation started about five years ago when we moved to Austin. And um, so, what I do now is I'm a healer, and I am a, a coach. I I guess, if you will, I'm a, a wilderness guide for women that are ready to return to their authentic self. And I do that through nature, um, taking them in nature, experience um, in nature and journaling and meditation and boxing and um, and then body work. So I'm a massage therapist and I, I also practice in some other modalities. Um, so it's, it's, um, that's what I do right now. And uh, just trying to live as authentically as I can. So cool. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. I, I can't wait to hear more about this wilderness stuff. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so anyway, this how I um you know start off these sessions or episodes or whatever, um, is I I've identified this this is a very common thing that um there's a moment that we can take as a pivot point in our life when we say this this can't be my life or I don't know what's coming next, but it's just not this, you know, those are kind of the two sentences that echo in my head when I'm referring to this. So is there a moment like that, that you'd like to share with us? Like that you have like a picture of what was happening and so oh, if you want yes. to dive, in, dive into <laughs> I that. Do. I do. I do. It, it, it's, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it never is what you think it's going to be. Um, really. uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> it's so 100%. And you know, yep. when that happens, when you go, when you start going down that, that trail and, uh, mm -hmm. you start clearing the path and the, um, the wilderness, it, it is, it is something that you just, you can't turn back from. Um, and it's just, it exposes who you are. So, so what happened for me is when, when we moved to Austin, Justin, my partner, he, he had told me, Lena, you have taken care of our family for so long. He goes, I want you to go find yourself. I want you to take care of yourself and find yourself. And at that time, I'm like, I was, I was a little bit oh, annoyed oh. and I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, well, I, Excuse I me, right? Taken back. Like, yeah, right. I know myself. Like, what, what are you talking about? And um, he has this real, he has this way of like real being real intuitive. And almost he knew that I wasn't okay. And he knew mm -hmm. he was giving me this gift of like freedom to go find myself. And I'm like, I had no idea like what I, how, what that looked like. And so what does that mean to find yourself? Like, so I was like Googling, like, how do you find yourself? And I'm like, I, I love that. I love that. You <laughs> I love that you Googled how to find yourself. <laughs> and that wasn't super helpful. <laughs> but, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I, I guess I'm going to backtrack a little bit because sure. you know, Growing up, um, I've started writing my story, um, and it was a real shocker. So when I, when in my first bouts of healing, this healing journey, this process, I, I just there was something that 
I was missing. I just felt like I was missing. And I felt like I, every time I would look back into my past, I, I could not see anything good in my childhood. Everything it just was full of dysfunction and heartache and like uncertainty, everything. It just felt like that. Every time I would go back and try to you know, dig my way back to, to examine those things. And so I started writing my story and I'm like, I have to write, I, I have to write the details because I know that there wasn't just, just the horrible things. And that, that would be unfair, you know, to say that. Um, so I've started writing my story and I've, I actually started at the, the place that I remembered the most, like my first memories of my childhood. And I would, I can, I can envision the house and and all of that in the area, but I, I'm writing about each room and like what happened in each room. And it's been really interesting, but as I'm progressing through my years, so I'm like, just like five or six right now, but there was a point in I, in my writing where I had to stop because it's like, there was a point that I started unbecoming Lena. And I believe that was around like age nine or 10 that I started unbecoming me. Like I started really caring about who, like what people thought of me. I started really um, not wanting to ruffle the waters, you know, not like um, just really like withdrawing into myself. And so that was a shock. I, I mean, I've known that to be true, but it was a shock at how early that came. So anyway, so going back, I guess um, I've, I'd always wanted to be a wife and a mom. And so I did, I, yes, I, 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 that's what I, I became. And I wanted to do it differently. I wanted to see if there was a better way of doing those things. And, um, but anyway, so when Justin said, go find yourself, I knew that I had to start looking at my past, which is scary. It's scary. Um, and, and I, I knew that I would have to start living very authentically. I would have to start live, like really examining who I was on it, like shining this bright light of truth into my soul to uncover that. And that's a hard place to go. So I started just like, um, I started with just regular therapy and I, I met with a therapist and that didn't get me very far, you know? And, uh, and, you know, I lived, I've lived my life. I lived my life mostly in fear. Um, we were raised um, in a lot of uncertainty, like I said, dysfunction. Um, but also there, there was a piece of, um, we were raised very like uh, fundamentalistly, we were Christians. Um, not that that was all bad because it did give me a safe place. And I learned about God and, and um, I've always been very spiritual. I've been as a child and, uh, but um, I had to start looking at that as I, as I started examining like, okay, what do I believe? What do I believe to be true? What do I believe that no one else has, has told me? Mm -hmm. um, so I had to start like taking these pieces from my life. Um, and being a Christian was very much a part of who I was, my identity. Um, and being a wife was very much a part of my identity. Being a mother was very much a part of my identity. And so I really had to start burning away all these things. And, and honestly, I, it, it did, it all just kind of came crashing down. Um, and, and so 
that was one of the first things I had to do. So I had to reconcile, first of all, with people that I had treated so poorly in my life. Um, my cousin, I grew up with her. We, we kind of faced some of the same traumas together. Um, but uh, so I had to start reconciliations with a lot of people just to make, you know, I was very judgmental and self-righteous. <laughs> um, I, um, I started doing things that scared me because live, when you live in fear, you, um, we had a lot of rules, you know, of, of what we could do, what we could wear, how we, you know, ev there were so many like, um, appearance rules and, uh, um, just so many, uh, things that you just we had to abide by if we wanted to um stay i guess pure um and go to heaven <laughs> um so anyway i uh one of those things was i had i i came to this realization that that the the, the fellowship that i belonged to was just it was no longer feeding my soul and I had been, I was born and raised in it. And it was not, I mean, it was up until maybe like three years ago that I just, I, I had to walk out. I had to walk out. It was one of the hardest things I did because I, that was my identity. And um, there was a part of me that thought, oh my gosh, if I walk out, I'm going to be lost. How am I going to, you know, but then, but once I did, it was like this freedom of like, um, it's so hard to explain. I just had this this greater um, connection with God and the universe and p other people that um, I had never experienced before. Um, so that that happened, and um, my my where I really connect. Um, I don't belong to any denomination anymore. I have no desire for that. But I'm very spiritual, and I um, I talk to God a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and um but i find nature to be very healing and soothing for me and just the connecting with others um but so anyway so then i just kind of started venturing out and i found this other um this woman here in austin that was a she was you know i i started going into the woo woo stuff where the like just like the the things that felt the most weird to me were the the most helpful to me <laughs> Um, and this is a theme that's a theme oh, that has come up so many times of, of <laughs> yes of like the things I thought were the dumbest or whatever mm -hmm. turned out yeah. to be like that's what you really needed uh -huh. or wanted and like right. like my thoughts about yoga before I started yoga yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway I just want to say yeah it's a, that's a thing yeah yeah, yeah. wow yes yeah <laughs> so Anyway, so I, this, I, I had um, about four sessions with this woman. She's still here in Austin. And I, I just, I, I still owe so much to her, it feels like. But um, she really held space for me at the time when I was so fearful. Um, we, in those sessions, it was really interesting because I did not know my, myself at all, my body. I did not know anything about me really. Um, but she helped me understand that I had to love myself. I had to get back to myself and to love love who I, who I am and to see who I am. And um, so really it was the first time in the, one of those sessions, we eye gazed a lot. <laughs> 
Like I had never done eye gazing and how uncomfortable is that? Like I, I had, I, I couldn't do it for, you know, most of those times, but I got to the point where I was literally, I could see her, I could see, you know, her soul, I threw her eyes and it was just very, it was an interesting way to connect to a human, another human that I'd never connected to before. I felt like I connected to her heart. And, um, but anyway, it was through one of her sessions that she had taken me, it was really through a visualization and she was trying to help me find my fierceness because I, somebody told my partner, he said, Lena doesn't cast her own shadow. She does. And um, and that horrified me. I didn't cast my own shadow. It's like I've been living in other people's shadows. And when you, when you, when you do that, you, um, you have no voice. You, mm-hmm. you, you wait for others to make your, your decisions. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you, you just are a follow, you follow, you follow, um, and you're scared. <laughs> so anyway, she had just, she'd got, she, um, took me through this exercise. And so she, she goes, I want you to get, I want you to get on all fours. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is you're like, this what? Is so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she goes, what I want you to do is I'm going to sit here across from you. I'm going to watch you. And she goes, I'm going to, I want you to just imagine your two boys and that they're in danger. And I want you to just muster up that vision. Like I want you to think about it. And she goes, when you're ready, I want you to just let out a big scream or yell or roar, whatever comes out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, I, this is too much, you know? So, but I'm, so I get down on my hands and knees, you know, and I'm facing her and my eyes are closed and she goes, okay, I'll, I'll close, I'll close my eyes too. Um, and so I'm sitting there like in this vulnerable crouching position and I'm like, I can't do it. She goes, oh, that's okay. You don't have to do it. I'm like, no, no, I've got to do it. And so I, so I, I, I just remember thinking about our sons and what, you know, what that, what I would look like if I had to protect them. And all of a sudden I let out this guttural primal roar that I was shocked that I even had in me. (laughs) It was, and she like, just like flew back like three feet. She was like, Oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. And I said, I would, I wasn't expecting that. I had no idea I had that in me. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder how long that was stored up inside of me, you know, it no was kidding. very, yeah. very crazy. Um, and then she had me do it again, which is like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I just did it. But anyway, she, she goes, I want you to keep your eyes open this time. I want, I want to see mm-hmm. your eyes. And so mm-hmm. anyway, so I did it again, same thing. And, um, but it was in that moment where I, realized that I had this, oh my gosh, this, this power, like this fierceness, this voice that I had never expressed before in such a primal way. The other time that happened shortly after I had started boxing and, um, I, again, it it was something that I just, I I felt like I had to do. It felt like a bear. It felt like me. (laughs) I was trying to find things that were me that I, that, that I really could connect with one, what the other one was tap dancing and the other was, um, uh, belly dance and, um, anything that I could do to express in a way that maybe I didn't have to speak. Um, but really just to, just to open up my first and second chakras and to get me healthy. Like I, 
I always experienced such debilitating, weird medical issues all my life. And um, so I knew that I had a lot of anger and bitterness and fear that I had to, to get rid of. But anyway, so it was in boxing. I had that same, there's nothing more powerful than punching something. I just, that feeling of like control, you having control and to be able to, to just let it have, you know, let the bag have it or, and then sparring. I, in, in my first sparring ever, I really completely lost my head. And that was when I really, I really felt that like fierce power. It wasn't used in a, a good way at that point. And I'm, I, I've had to learn how to use that fierceness in a, in a good way, <laughs> in a positive way. Um, so anyway, so, um, that's that I, I started doing those things that scared me and uh really like pushing my boundaries and um and then so through all of this i continued just in other um therapies and and then it really kind of came down to my sexuality um i there was a there was a time in my life i was about 10 it was 10 to 12 and I can't remember the exact time frame, but we were on a family trip, uh, my mom and my dad and my sister and I. And I remember with my hands on, we, I was sitting in the back seat, but no seat belts, you know, where it required at that time. But I, I had my chin resting on my hands looking through the front window. And I heard a voice saying that said, Lena, what if you were gay? And this is something we had never talked about as a family. I honestly didn't even really know quite what that meant, but I did like inside, I knew exactly. And I'm, and I'm just like, it completely, it just lifted me off my feet and hit me right in the heart. And I said immediately in my, cause I couldn't say it out loud, but I'm like, no, God, I cannot be, I cannot be. And so I started praying it out. Like, I please take this from me. Take it. Take it away. I, I, this, there's no way. There's no way. For the next two days, I remember really struggling with it. Really, like, just praying. I don't. I don't want this. Um. Well, it it uh, that that came back, and that, that that realization that I had to look at that, and um, and so I actually I did come out in 2016. And I, I wrote about it. I blogged about it and talk about an unexpected turn of events. Like you just, it's something I would have never, uh, I wouldn't I would never have wanted. Like I, 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 I was, I resisted so much. I, I, and then I'm like, is this true? Is it, is it true? And thank goodness I had a partner like I do. Because he was like, Lena, you were born this way for a reason. You you were born this way. He goes, mm -hmm. I I give you full full per, um, permission to just do what you need to do. Um, mm -hmm. Discover more about yourself. And um, and you know, I tell you, I I it it was the most frightening and revealing and um, amazing and terrible, but like two, probably two years of my life. Um, because oh. I realized I, it's something I saw, but I didn't want to accept. And it's something I couldn't mm -hmm. even say, 
like I couldn't, I'm, I hate role. I hate the, I hate labels. I hate, I hate, um, roles, but I didn't want to say Lena, you're gay. I, I couldn't even say bisexual or gay. I came out as bisexual, but that's how it all starts. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's easier to say bisexual when you've been married for, well, it'll be 32 years. Um, and, and so it, it, it was just a, and so I'm like, okay, so then I accepted it. And then th now what, now what does this mean for right, yeah, now marriage? What? Yeah. Like, what is it? What, how, how is this going to fit in my mission? What, how did, where does this fit in my mission work and what I'm here to do, you know, on this mm -hmm. earth and how, what is my marriage going to look like? So this has been a huge, like we have had to look at everything that we thought was true. And you know how we do as a society, we say, well, you should, you, you get married, you get a good job, you have kids. And, but you know what, none of that has, <laughs> none of that has been true for us. We've had to, we took our rings off um, a couple of three years ago because it's a symbol. We know that our relationship is, is not founded on symbols it's founded on love and mm -hmm. and we have been we've we've had to navigate these wild crazy waters that we have never been in um and figure out what that means for us and how to um not eat, hurt each other in the process which that you know we did <laughs> we have yeah. and um and so i'm just i'm so grateful i you know he justin I've never experienced unconditional love, but he has sh he showed me that. Um, and so, anyway, so you know, this is this is where we are. It's like I feel like everything has been stripped from me of what I thought I was. Now here I am, and I feel really I feel good. I feel like really good in my own skin. I feel like I am not living anybody else's shadow anymore. I feel like I have a voice. I feel. And somebody asked me, well, Lena, <laughs> they're like, why did you feel like you had to write about it and share it, share it with the world? And you know what? I, I wouldn't have, but I felt it also a part of my story. And honestly, mm -hmm. when, when I share the most vulnerable, tr tragic parts of myself, that it opens up channels for other people to enter mm -hmm. and to share in the same, maybe not the same experience, but the same feelings and this, you know, mm -hmm. some of the. Cause we feel, we feel the same things, you know, we as humans. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, so I it just, I, I guess it's this part of me that never lived authentically. And, and now mm -hmm. it's so freeing to be able to do that. And, um, and I, I believe maybe that's how I, I help the, the people that I do in my work is to, um, to help them see themselves and yeah. we don't have to be afraid of ourselves, you know, because we, the world needs us to be who, exactly who we are, who God has created in us. And mm -hmm. so it's very freeing. And there's a favorite quote. I, it's like the, the high, the biggest form of grief is being separated from your true self. And, um, yes, yes, there's, yes. there's a way back, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, wow. I felt there, there, there was so much fear of like what 
other people would think of me and my family and um and there was fear but you know honestly uh, i i i've been shown a lot of love and a lot of grace i have wonderful friends and wonderful family and i you know i i sat the our sons down at one point and had that conversation and i was like bawling and i'm like i because I, I was still struggling with the idea that i was gay and i'm like and i was and they're like mom are you gonna die and i'm like um no i don't well i don't yes but no i mean <laughs> yeah, right and they're like, mom. And so I told them and they're like, oh, mom, it's 2016. What are, you know, why are you, why are you so afraid? Right. We live so, in Austin, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank me. goodness. Austin has been right. a wonderful place. To <laughs> yeah. To live this oh. out. <laughs> um, let me ask about yeah, yeah, your, um, sure. your, yeah, your partner, Justin, did he come from a similar background? Um, you know, where you said you had a fundamentalist background. Did he have a similar was he raised the same way? Yep. Yep. Same, same mm -hmm. faith. Very same. Right. Faith. So, yeah. Yeah. So. And we actually had met, we met in a, uh, a gospel meeting actually when we oh, okay. lived in, in Oregon, that's where he had been stalking me for several weeks and he, <laughs> he would always sit behind me and, mm -hmm. and never like introduce himself. And, um, Anyway, and then one one night I'm like, I just turned around like, hey, I'm Lina, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the other thing like that's been all very strange and fascinating is because I've had these very, very specific messages and I, I have to believe they're, they're God given um, because they've been so loud and so, so weird, but so true. <laughs> but one of those messages was that you will be married. Um, and this hmm. is, and it, 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 we just knew it to be true, but then, but then when all of this transpired, it's like, I got very angry. Like I was, I was very angry with God and like, why, why would you put, why would you put us together? You know, why would you bring us together? But honestly, I think it was, we, we are connected at the soul level and, um, we, um, I think that we sort of had to raise each other, which is an odd thing to say, but mm -hmm. we, we were a safe place for each other. And, um, mm -hmm. we have some amazing big grown hairy men now <laughs> for sons. <laughs> um, they're incredible, um, and living their truth. And, um, mm -hmm. and we still, you know, um, we still, we all, we almost have, you know, like a similar mission. So we help each other in our own mission work. And so there's a lot of truth. And um, I think that relationships have to, to live on truth and love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is such mm -hmm. a great story. I love this. I love this. And what um, I love that he was able to like, like see you at a point where you couldn't see, you know, what you needed. And I, I mean, I hate to use this word because it's not like you needed permission, but like for him to give you mm -hmm. that permission to be like, Hey, I, mm -hmm. I see something here and I need you to go, you know, like that's what an amazing gift, you know, I just wanted mm -hmm. to, I wrote that down. I, I was like permission. Yeah. I don't like that word permission, especially in like a husband wife sort of role, <laughs> but it, you know, <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, this I get, is, no, I get it. it yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, 
you know, that it, it, I could have, I, it was, it could have been a huge threat to him, but you know, where we yeah, were that's what I'm saying. Yeah. in our, yeah, yeah. But in our relationship, we've always run on truth and, um, and it's not, and it's not been until like the last, you know, oh, I would say seven, eight, nine years that we actually could really, we had to, we had to lay everything on the table and say, look at, this is, this is our reality and we can't, you know, what are we going to do about it? And it may, you know, I'm sure we, we get a lot of judgment. Like, why are you guys still together? And um, what, what's happening? What, I mean, we've just never done anything that's the, the, the way other people have done it. So it may not right. look like this for everybody, but for us, this is, this is it. And so, um, yeah, but it was, it was for sure a gift because I, I think he saw me like suffocating, honestly. Mm -hmm. He knew he, he saw me before I saw me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, incredible. And, yeah. and he saw like, yeah. what, like you, what know, you said, if like, I was about to say what we said before is that he saw something that could be detrimental to your partnership and he was still like, we, we need to go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He yeah. did. He did. And you know, the crazy thing is I'm such an advocate because I'm a, I do body work and, and I've learned a lot about the body and my own body um, through all of this, but I'm such a huge believer in that our body manifests our trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I dealt with a lot of female issues. Oh my gosh. So many female issues. Like there were so many times where doctors didn't even know what was going on with me. Aww. But once I started recognizing what was going on, that I wasn't broken, that there wasn't something wrong with me, it was incredibly healing. And um, when I started living just authentically speaking my truth and being me it's amazing how it just like lifted and i i i it, i really healed from the inside out i know that's a cliche but i seriously <laughs> i seriously did so wow crazy so it like that like medical issues kind of mm -hmm. resolve themselves is that what, like what mm -hmm. happened yeah wow. yeah wow yeah it incredible did. it did Wow. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> I love that. I love to hear stories about because, you know, like, I mean, I know that to be true. And I know that there are, um, like, I'm like, I got a shoulder, you know, and I'm like, what is this in here? <laughs> this shoulder that has this knot that will, that will never go away. I've had, um, uh, uh -huh. massage you know, therapy on it. I've had a uh, chiropractor and like chiropractors, mm -hmm. like I can never get that spot. You know, like there's something back here on my shoulder. I know there is. Mm. <laughs> um, so and then, I'm like, then I always go like, okay, what's, what are your emotions with that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, so um, I want to get into what you do now, but what, like, did you, were you working um, or were you just um, taking care of the home and the children? You know, like, did you have a career before? What did you do before? I imagine it's different. Now. Oh my gosh. I think I, I could, I think I could write a book on everything that I've done in my life. Um, I've done so many things. I had like, I, my first job was at 12 when I ran this little um, resort park in our hometown. I checked in campers oh, and cleaned hotel rooms, and that. but I've always worked. And I guess it was probably, 
what I just wanted a sense of my so, of my own security, I guess, I think. And it gave me some freedom um, and a little bit of control over my life. So anyway, but what I had been doing, I did a lot of office like managerial work. And so I worked mm -hmm. on a potato farm for eight years before we moved um, here as the the office manager and just running, running the farm. <laughs> um, but I've also dental dental assisted. And I mean, I've, there's just so many crazy things. So, so yes. Yeah, so it kind of led me when I started um, down this healing, this healing journey, because I had been having so much body work done because I believe that when we, we have to get back into the body um, to really like feel what's, happening in the body and that and then once you do that it kind of returns you to your soul i mean maybe that's a woo woo word but anyway um so i i i my daughter-in-law at one point she goes have you ever heard of bowen work and i'm like no i i had i hadn't so um i found a practitioner here in austin and uh and i went i scheduled and saw her and um that session it's an Australian body work. It's an Australian based body work. Um, but that session, I knew I wanted to practice because I, I, I couldn't describe how I even felt after that session. It was so different than any of the other modalities that I had experienced before. And, um, and then she was also so intuitive. And this is when I was really struggling with myself. And she goes, you know, I never, I never usually draw anything on anybody's paper but she said i drew you a rainbow <laughs> and i'm like i knew oh my exactly what that rainbow was like i did and she had no idea and i so i went out to the car and i just bawled <laughs> i just i oh, like okay. just bawled <laughs> so yeah um oh my god so was that before so anyway, I, you had that very next day I was gonna say, was that before you had I'm accepted sorry, it? Like you were trying, yeah. Was that before you had accepted it? Before, like when you were still trying to like find yourself and figure out what was going on, and that message came through through from her. Yes, yeah, it did. It did. Wow. And it was just like I had so many messages. Like there were so many mm -hmm. signs and so I so many messages that just was so affirming and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I, I actually um, called the Bowen Work Academy that next day and I started training. And so I, I've been practicing Bowen Work therapy for three and a half years. And uh, I love it. It's it'll still be my specialty. Um, even with I mean, I'm a massage therapist, too. So but I love love Bowen Work. It really, truly really gets you back into your body like none, none of them that I've experienced anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm like you, I've never heard of it. So tell me like, tell me more about it. Yeah. So, um, so Bowen work is, like I said, it's an Australian based modality and it's, we take very, very specific points on the body and a lot of it, a lot of it is like the acupressure, acupuncture points or where like the muscles insert um themselves so we take very specific points and we take the client's skin slack kind of back and you hold it and challenge all the muscles fascia tendons nerves and then you do these like kind of rolling motions over those tissues 
And then after each of those activations, you let the body rest for like a couple minutes. And, and it's in those wait times where the body takes what you put in and it sends sensations or signals to, to where you really, it directs the, you know, it directs you where you need to go basically. So I'll put in, you know, I can put in a very specific activation on the back and sometimes clients will feel it in their hands or their head or feet. So it's very good at directing um, you where the, the root of the, the client is experiencing their, their things. Also, I've also found another gift that I have, which has been a little bit interesting that I, I can actually, I can put my hands on a client and um, when I, when I do that, I can often feel their energy, the energy currents that, that they have in specific areas and my body will take on that, that pattern. Um, and so I've had some really interesting <laughs> um, times with clients, but it's, it's very, it, it's a, it's such a good indicator of what, where there's blockages and uh, what their bodies are doing. And um, so it's, it's a, it's been a great, a great help as well. Yeah. I, I asked what you had done previously because I had this sense that um, this sort of, you know, personal journey that you went on affected, you know, I was like, I bet you didn't do like healing work before this, you know, like this all happened, you know, when you, you started from the, the core of you and has exponentially, you know, created a ripple effect in your life of all these awesome changes. Yes. Yes. That is, yes. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. So um, on, on that topic, um, I mean, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but what else do you do? I feel like you have a whole program that you, you know, do you foster, oh, sorry, foster? <laughs> do you foster like <laughs> women <laughs> through this, through their own journey? You know, tell us, tell us about, you know, where you've, where you've created this, you know, professional um, little niche for yourself from this personal experience. So what do you do now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I am a founder. It's I'm the founder of Return to Your Wild, it's called. And, you know, I was trying to figure back how I even had come to that realization. And I know the word wild has become so overused, but um, I like got on, I'm like, is, is this a, do is the domain available? Return to Your Wild? And it was. And so like, I just, I had, I, I went in and got that and, uh, but it was the sense of returning to our natural, native, primal, authentic state and, and being able to draw from different experiences to help you do that. And so I, so I, so what I told you that in the beginning was I feel like I, am a guide, like a wilderness guide, basically, because I feel that's how, that's what I've had to do myself. Like I've had to traverse these crazy landscapes and, um, by, by, by different, different avenues. And, um, and so I, I'm a very good detector of truth. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm stumbling and bumbling, but I, I was just, just I was just told this morning of another gift that I have that I forgot about, and that was that I can 
I can see um, the the truth in others. And I, I believe that that helps me with women that are ready. You have to be ready because um, you have to be, you have to be willing to give yourself a very honest look <laughs> um, at things. And so when you're ready to do that, um, I'm just a guide. I'm a guide. We all have the answers in us. Um, I'm simply mm -hmm. a guide to do that. And I do that through a program. Um, it's a seven week program that I put together. Um, and I take, I take my clients through the chakras, the energy centers in the, the body. And, uh, so we focus, let's just say we'll start at the root chakra, which is at the tailbone. It's these energy centers. Um, that's, the root, really basically the root of who you are, um, where you came from, your, your, um, what grounds you. And so we do like an experience in nature. Usually, um, we'll take out our journals and there's, there's different, um, exercises to journal about and to real, really like examine the roots of who you are. And a lot of times, a lot of times we'll go back return to the child because we all have this child in us that has not changed that that the the original child like the whatever that child looks like of you know adventure curiosity um authenticity all of these things that somehow get covered up as we get older you know um and so so we have an hour out in nature or I have boxing gloves and mitts. So, so whatever, whatever the experience is that day. And then we come back and do an hour, hour on the table. So that could be massage therapy. It could be Bowen work therapy. I also do raindrop therapy with essential oils. Um, and so it's the combination of the experience of, um, nature that, uh, forest bathing, if you will, or whatever that looks like, um, meditation, and then the hour of body work, it just seems to get the client more quickly to the place inside them that they can truly see and feel. It's like tapping into all the senses. So, and then, yeah, and then we finished up with the, the crown chakra, right. which, <laughs> so... Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. How amazing. <laughs> I love that. And you've been doing this now for a couple of years now and you're, mm -hmm. um, yeah. is there any, yeah. 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 Is there anything else? Like that's, I mean, that's just like, let's make sure we get everything, you know, it's, that's where your <laughs> yeah. focus is. Well, <laughs> you know, Jesse, my, my, yeah. Like, did you write a, did you write a book? It's being, I'm writing one. I'm in the, I'm starting, okay. starting my book and starting my story. Okay. So yeah, so that's coming. But, um, my heart is really being called out to travel. Um, mm -hmm. uh, traveling in nature's it's, 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 uh, it, that's, that's my natural habitat. I feel that's where I feel the most me and the most free. So, but I've been having a real call to travel to small towns mm -hmm to take my practice on the road and um, to set up in these small towns. And actually I've talked to a couple coffee shops already where I could just take it, my chair and set up for a day and then, you know, be there for a little while to do uh, sessions. If there's anybody that's in need of need of that in Austin, there's so much here. And I'm like, you know, I want to help 
people that maybe don't necessarily have access to to this. And I just um, so that's where my heart's being called is to travel. That makes so. sense. I get it. Yeah. It's like when you're in a spot that has a ton of yeah. resources, it feels good to reach out to people that don't have resources for sure. Well, I have a, a mm -hmm. thought of where I could send you to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a couple thoughts where I could send you to if, you're, if you take this <laughs> If you take this on the road. <laughs> okay. Oh okay. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah. two more things I want to talk about is one, is there anything else? I always want to open up to like, is there anything else you want to share? And then, you know, after that, let's talk about where people can find you. But I always open up to like the general, mm -hmm. did we forget something? You know, <laughs> it, it just feels like there's, there's so much, but you know, I, we, we, this is the, I guess this is what I'll say is that we need your authenticity. We need you, um, to live you, to be, to whatever that is, whatever that looks like is the world needs you and you matter. Um, and you have something amazing to, to give to this world. And, and I don't know if a lot of people are told that, and I just believe that to be so true that, um, everyone has a gift and um, as long as we're being truthful and honest with ourselves and finding that space in ourselves to, to, to live like that, then you're going to have so much to offer. So I'm trying to do that. <laughs> Try to lead, lead by example. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so um where can people find you your website all that kind of stuff like do you have social media accounts um if you want to say your email i mean we'll have it um in show notes as well but i would like to kind of speak speak it too okay you know um really everything is at return to your wild so instagram just return to your wild uh i'm working on a website right now so it's going to be return to your wild lena um I have a personal page. It's Lena DeBoer Foster on Facebook, but it's also my, my um, business page is Return to Your Wild. So that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So wow. I really appreciate awesome. you having me on here. I just am so honored to be able to share oh. with you. No, I keep every time I'm I'm at the end of one of these, I'm just like I I I'm meeting people virtually that I don't know, and somehow they've I've been connected to them through some sort of similar you know person usually, and the fact that people are taking this time you know to email and set it up and then do this you know interview for like an hour just fills my heart you know to know that other people know that this is important to tell our stories, you know about the hard stuff and the good stuff. You know, and so I just like appreciate everyone opening up their hearts and and sharing in a way that is is hard, and some people can't do, and some people don't want to listen to it. You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, um, like they're not ready. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I I owe so much um, gratitude to all. It's been women so far, you know, that have. Mm -hmm you know, taken their time and been part of this project. And I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. You. It was an honor. Thanks. Thank you. And um, I always have to remind, I have notes to remind myself that um, if you want to find me on all the Instagram and Facebook and, and my website and everything is called LaJoy Society. It's L-A-J-O-I-E 
Society, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, dot com or LaJoy Society at Gmail and Instagram and Facebook and all of that. Um, So thank you, Lena. Thank you, Jesse. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that made no sense have felt so wrong and out of place now seem to fit perfectly to tell a story that was meant to be Choices made, cards left on tables and cards played And no one knows, how will it go? Questions burning in the mind, answers may not be there to find to